Is it recording? Are you recording? I am. It looks like I am. Oh, nice. Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. Cards Against Humanity and Lost Arts are teaming up for a game night featuring Chicago-made games from indie creators. Join us for a night of friendship, Goose Island beer, and the best tabletop and video games to come out of our fair city. Tickets are only $5 and Lost Art members get in for free. To reserve a spot, go to Cards Against Humanity's Twitter page for the link. That's at C-A-H. Ready? Yeah. I'm Jen. I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping. And the theme this week is... Trin, what's our theme? Do you even really like me? Do you like me? Do you like me? <laughs> Click yes or no. <laughs> Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Listeners, we have some bad news. Uh, Trin has come down with the grumpies. I've got such the grumpies. I've got grumpies and I've got stompies. I've been stomping around. It's extremely endearing to no, watch Trin stalk not. around the office, Mad. scowling because mm. it's just it's just really cute. Okay, nah. I mean I don't. <laughs> you're growling at me. Nah. My dog does that when I don't pay attention to her. Nah. <laughs> I got a furrowed brow. Her grumpies are not contagious. In fact, kind of the inverse is happening. The grumpier Trin acts, the more delighted I feel. That's not good. <laughs> That doesn't bode I, well. I'm delighting in Trin's bad mood, <laughs> which is like really what friendship is all about. It's like the opposite of like, you know when people are like, I love your smile, you know, or something like I that. I love your frown. <laughs> your frown delights me. <laughs> your, I f- take such immense pleasure in your pain. It w- Okay, but. But I'm not like, nothing's wrong. Yeah. I'm just grumpy. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, you know, disclaimer, Trin's not mad no i there's nothing like actually wrong i'm just tired yeah which i guess in its own way is something that's wrong are you, how are you going to transition this into our questions is what i want to know motherfucker i don't know <laughs> all I, right all right i i've officially tested trin i pushed her too far <laughs> so much like <laughs> how i can't quite tell if you like me or not what since you're delighting in my pain you are Full of shit. This is true. I'm totally full of shit. But I have to. Th- I have right, to use this. Right, this right. is we'll, the only way. We will enter an alternate reality where you don't know if I like you or not. So in this alternate universe, uh, uh, where all the mutants are dead and Jen uh, doesn't, I can't tell if Jen likes me or not. Uh, that brings us very well into our first question and our second question because this episode is about man. Do you even like me? Yeah. Like, what's the deal with this friendship? Like, like, what? Why? What are we doing here? All right. Here I go. A close friend of mine seems passive in our relationship. I initiate whenever we talk or spend time. They don't come to me for help or advice or tell me what's up with them unless prompted. They do love and care for me, but it can often feel like they don't. Do I try to be okay with this dynamic or change it? First question. Yeah, I have a question. I have a follow-up question. How, How do they love and care for you? Right. What what is it? That's like our first immediate. Well, what is what is they what is they doing? <laughs> what is they doing? What is they doing for you? If all you're working off here is that you initiate every time you hang out and talk, and they don't come to you for anything, 
then we need to know what your friendship is based on. And I assume that you know what it is. Yeah, you probably have an answer for this. Or maybe you don't. I mean, if you don't, that's pretty telling. Yes. Like, how do you know that you're friends? Because if it's just like, oh, I know we're friends because they say that I am their friend. We're friends on Facebook. We follow each other on Twitter. They fave everything that I post. I like, We've reblogged each other on Tumblr a few times. I don't know if that's enough, man. Don't get me wrong here. Not everyone is good at like asking for help or advice or initiating plans. Like Those are two skills that many adults lack. Maybe they have their head up their ass and they don't even realize they're not doing it. But, but let's give examples, Trin, of small ways that people love us. Yeah. Here's an example. My partner refills our humidifier in our bedroom each night because I hate doing it, even though I'm the one that needs the humidifier. I'm the one with all the sinus problems. But he does it because I make a mess every time. And uh, here's another one. Uh, Trin, when Trin makes coffee in the office, she always messages me and asks if she can make me one, too. Ah. And these aren't like grand gestures. No. Small everyday things that make me feel loved is all heck. I have a buddy, Ryan, who we see each other like less than once a year, I swear. We only see each other when like something like major happens. Uh, but we make sure to reach out on Twitter every now and again because it's easy for us. And we joke with each other and like remind each other of inside jokes. Bravo. Bravo. He's yeah. great on Twitter. Yeah, he is. He lives in my neighborhood. And I probably see him more than you do you just because just of walking my dog. Yeah. yeah. I've known Bravo for years and years and years. And I see him never. And Jen sees him all the time. That's life. But I know that we're friends because we put in that effort, even though being friends as adults is very hard. So I can I would hope that this friend does something that makes you know that you guys have a friendship. Right. What is your friend bringing to the table that makes you feel good and loved and thought about and accepted? Because isn't that what friendship is all about? It is literally about that. I think I think that is what it's about. No one's a perfectly good friend all the time. There's probably no perfectly balanced friendship either. Mm-mm. Like think on Parks and Rec. Leslie and Anne were not were like never in balance. Leslie was always at like 200 percent. And Anne was always like trying to just get out of her of the way of the friendship train. Like <laughs> Leslie, choo. yeah, Leslie was like a huge gift giver, and Anne would feel burdened by the fact that oh my god, I have to get a gift as good as Leslie got me for like our two month anniversary or whatever, or the the two month anniversary of my best tweet. Yeah, <laughs> some people are just planners. They are the planners who decide the outings. Like that's a skill they have and a role they take on. But like if you're the planner. And you suggest a few possible places and times to hang out. And someone says, none of those times work for me. And then they don't give an alternate plan. That is a mismatched effort. Mm -hmm. There's something off balance here. Right. And you said this person is a close friend. And close can mean a million things. Like your close friends can be people that are almost like your cousins that you see not very often. But you have a close connection and a history that nobody else can replicate. But in those kinds of friendships, you can take each other for granted. And I, th- I think that you may be being taken for granted in this situation. Has this always gone on or is it like a recent thing is what I'm wondering, too? Because right. like, I've been a bad friend for like months at a time because mm-hmm. I had other shit going on or even I don't even have a reasonable excuse. Sometimes I'm just bad at it. I wonder what the deal is here. Has this, has this always been the nature of their friendship? Right. They asked if they should be okay with this dynamic. And if it's always been this way and you are okay with it, then yeah, go ahead and be okay with it. We're not going to tell you not to. Um, But I would determine whether or not there is a friendship worth working on here first. Right. And then second, like you don't have to be okay with this. Just because you guys share a history or have worked on a project for a long time together or 
anything that brought you together, you don't owe them friendship. You don't have to keep putting in all this effort and get nothing in return. We give you permission to not do that. And, you know, you asked if you should try and change the dynamic. And that might be super hard to do now that I think about it. Like, right. Because then you're changing an established norm, an accepted norm between two people. And that is always hard. And and we've had questions like that before. Like, oh, it's always been this way, but I want to change this. Yeah. It's very different to tell your friend this inside joke makes me uncomfortable versus I want to change the crux and fundamental makeup of how we interact with each other. So small steps. Right. Small steps are are easier. Yeah. What are some small steps in this case? Like, hey, I would really appreciate it if next time we hung out, if you planned the activity. I want to be like, hey, just leave the ball in their court. But I feel like this person already knows that if they do that, then the ball won't be tossed back to them. They'll never hear back from them again. And that is important to know. Maybe set them up, like set up their, set them up for, I want to give a sports metaphor here, but I can't even think of what sport I should be discussing. Tennis. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got one. Okay. Like you're throwing the, okay. It's throwing the tennis racket up in the air. Yes. No. <laughs> throwing the ball up in the air because in this situation, it's two people with one racket. Okay. And you're throwing the tennis ball up in the air. Yeah. And you're giving them the opportunity to smack it and score a point. But if they just leave their racket on the ground, then you know. So I would say set up your friend with some success by like giving them the opportunity to do something correct for you. I like that a lot, Jen. I think... Like, throw them a softball. Yeah. There's the sports metaphor. Yeah, I, and I, I am so... the I'm not the sporty spice and of I'm this like girl the, group. I'm the athlete, so, like, yeah. where the hell was I there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the jock. You're the sporty spice. I'm the... Baby, baby spice? How did we both guess that at the same... But I'm not... I don't think so, I no. I think I'm scary spice. Hell yeah, you are. Thank you. That's a You're really a terrifying baby. Oh, yay! <laughs> 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 oh, oh man God, we're really loopy uh but yeah no jen i really like that idea like to set them up for success throw them a softball just see if they freaking hit it and then make it harder next time so like saying oh do you want to do something on saturday can you pick the activity is the the softball yeah and then the the harder ball the hard ball yeah is uh you know i'd like to see you in the next week let me know if you want to hang if they don't help you out at all if they're just not showing up yeah for baseball practice right it might be time to cut them from the team here's the other thing like maybe you're just not super tight friends maybe they're your relief pitcher is that a thing that like no they only show up sometimes a relief I, okay this is what i've watched two seasons of baseball cool seasons as if there's like, <laughs> <laughs> like on the next on season of baseball on netflix i've seen two <laughs> seasons of baseball and i think the relief pitcher is the one that comes in towards the end of the game to give the main pitcher a break. In which case, yes, Trin, yes, this does we work. Yeah, well yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can demote them to relief pitcher. So yeah. they're not like the core of your team. They're not like your your uh, um, base hitter. They're not like your Jake Arrieta. Sure. They're not like him at all. Right. But they are a part of your life in a tangential way. And that is true of so many friendships. Pals is really what it Maybe is. Maybe they're even just in the stands. Yeah. popcorn, cheering occasionally. Right. That's a buddy. Yeah. So something that comes up, I feel like, a lot on this show is that um, people don't know what their expectations should be of friends. Uh, but the truth is you can have positive, warm feelings for so many people uh, and only have time for, like, a couple of friends. I think that's you, isn't it? What do you mean? 
because you are so friendly and friends with everybody. But you said, but you said before that you have like a very small group of people. People, I I like so many people. Yeah, you do. People are really great. I don't know if you know this, but (laughs) they're super great. Everyone that I sort of know is already friends with Trin. But that doesn't mean like they're all like these huge Leslie and Anne relationships. You can have many, many pals. Yeah. Palling around with pals. This could be a pal. A buddy that you do this specific thing with. Yeah. That maybe they're not your best friend for life. And maybe you ask this question knowing that that's not the case. Changing your expectations at that point is a good idea. And you're not like giving up or anything. You're just assessing really where you stand in each other's lives. And then you won't be disappointed in the future. Changing expectations. Yeah. And that doesn't mean lowering the bar. Oh, no. Like, you should have friends that you hold to high expectations. Absolutely. We're definitely advocates of that. Right. But, like, a pal is like... "Mm." Yeah, a pal's not going to be your first baseman. You'll be changing this from a bear hug into, like, a nice warm pat on the back. A Christian side hug. A Christian side hug. (laughs) (laughs) Did we handle that? I think we did. Because, in conclusion, a lot of people interact with their friends in many different ways. Uh... People can be just reserved human beings in general, and that's fine. That's life. But if you can't determine what the core of your friendship is, if they are not interacting you in a warm way and you don't care about them being in your life anymore, <laughs> then move on. Then move on. Yeah. Speaking of moving on, here's question two. That was great, Jen. Thank you. I learned from the best. Oh, I was like, have you been taking an improv class? <laughs> question two. My friend is nitpicky. She doesn't just tell me when I have an eyelash on my face. She tells me when my skirt makes my butt look, quote, strange. Strange. Strange butt. She comments on everything about my appearance and says it's because she's a designer and she just sees those things more than most people do. Honestly, her advice can be helpful. I don't necessarily want her to stop saying this stuff because, like, I want to know when my foundation isn't quite right. But lately, I feel like I'm more of a project to her than a friend. How can I make this situation more comfortable? So we have a very important disclaimer before we like jump into this analyzing this question. And that is, we are going to assume that at one point you gave your friend permission to talk about your appearance or be critical of it or offer side advice like that. And we're going to do this because if that did not happen and you never said, yes, tell me about my choices and my face, <laughs> then they're just shitty, right? Yeah. If they are giving you unsolicited reactions and like checklists to go through to fix yourself, then that is a crappy person. <laughs> yes. But we're going to assume that at some point you have consented to this kind of conversation because I have friends with whom... It is okay to talk about this stuff. And right. I think that's going to blow some people's minds. Like, I know that some people would read this question and be like, absolutely unacceptable. But no, it is acceptable, especially among female and non-binary friends. It is okay to talk about each other's appearances. And we're not saying, like, your friend is yelling loudly at you from across the room. Hey! You got strange butt. Got the strange butt happening again. <laughs> well, fix that. It's not like that. Uh, it's more like a... Oh, I know that like you have an eye for this stuff. Can you tell me how I can do my eyeliner better? Right. It's like, you know, the old cliche of like women in a bar in a bathroom <laughs> helping each other out. Have you ever is that have you ever experienced this? I haven't experienced like going into a bathroom bar 
bathroom bar a bar bathroom and somebody being like let me just fix this situation and gesturing at my entire body oh i meant more in a positive way <laughs> okay like, wow your dress is awesome oh you have toilet paper on your shoe let me grab that for oh, you oh yeah yeah that. like that's like courtesy that's like having each other's back yeah that's more what i meant what we hope it is is that the asker like kind of turned the faucet on and hasn't turned it off again so like these these critiques and these comments keep coming even though the time really has passed. Got it. Yes, I think so too. Like the person in this situation is at advice giving 100% of the time. Right. And the asker does not want it 100% of the time. And we will say that if you never told them that you want their help or you haven't encouraged them to give you these comments, then they suck. And that's a completely different conversation because you really don't need somebody to walk around and essentially editorialize your looks to you all day you need no editing right and if you you can decide to edit yeah but do that on like instagram put a filter on change your makeup if you want whatever whatever makes you feel good but that is not up to your friends because your friends don't care about your appearance unless it's to tell you how great you look yeah yeah does this friend do this with everyone or just you see if it's just you I'm a little, I feel a little weird about that, Trin. Yeah, I would too. I would too. Because they're a designer 100% of the time. Right. And I mean, this folds back into our, our first critique, which was if if they didn't, if you didn't turn their faucet on. Right. Man, if they do it to everybody, then like it's a character flaw that maybe you should talk to them about in the same way that they talk to you about your lipstick choices. <laughs> Be like, honey, I just don't want you walking around like this. Oh, man. Your personality is just garbage, and we need to start from scratch. Yeah, we need to, like... Make it work. We got to talk about this. Yeah. (laughs) You know, watch some Project Runway and borrow phrases from Tim Gunn. Mm -hmm. This is good advice, honestly, because Tim Gunn will say things like, I owe it to you to be honest. Wow. I have concerns about this, or you deserve better, and here's why. Oh, my God. What a good dude. Yeah, he's great. Tim Gunn, I love you. I wish Tim Gunn was here. To help us with this question. But so here's the thing about Tim Gunn. Tim Gunn is a professional in a situation where he is giving people advice because that's why the fuck they're there. It's literally a segment part of the show. Right. Tim Gunn comes in and gives his critique. It is folded into the show. It is a segment. It is allowed. And everyone can't wait for Tim's advice because he knows it will help. So Tim Gunn's not walking around being like, listen... (laughs) It's not working today. (laughs) What we want is for your friends to be your friends. If you want a makeup critique, you can go to Sephora and the world is your oyster there. They can they can help you. You just you just say, like, I want to look a little more dewy and they'll like put you in the right direction. That's what they do for a living. If you want help with your hair, go to Pinterest, get some pictures, print them out, bring them to your stylist. These professionals are here to deal with the things about your appearance that make you feel insecure, and then you can move on. We just want your friend to fit back into the corner of your life where your friends go, which is not trying to be your personal assistant and stylist. Yeah. I mean, who cares if they're a designer, as they keep saying? Right. They're not your designer. You didn't hire them to design your face. Wow! Jen, that was such a good point! <laughs> oh, thank you! You didn't draw up a contract and be like, hey... Yeah. Wow. You owe me a critique of my face by 5 p.m. today. That never happened. I can't tell you how much I hate the, I'm a designer and I just see these things more clearly than other people. Yeah, well, I'm a human being and I think you should fuck off. (laughs) I love it. That's not an acceptable thing. Clearly the friend is being a dweebus. We know this. Yes. 
But I do think that we need to talk about the asker a little bit and their insecurities about their own appearance. Right. Like how this all came to be. Right. Because here's the thing. Welcome to being a human being if you're insecure about your appearance. Everybody does that. Like I I remember waking up in the morning and feeling like I just want to go back to the character creation screen and re-roll. I just want to rand. I want to hit randomize. I want to hit the dice in the corner and just like whatever comes up, I'll take that instead. Um, And that's a normal way to feel. But uh, we deal with those feelings by being active about our insecurities. So I think you're clinging to your friend's opinion because you want to do something, anything, to make yourself feel like you're doing the right thing with your face. It's a shitty way to feel, but it's normal. And let me tell you something. You're doing the right thing with your face. You're doing the right thing with your face. I would say 10 minutes before Trin and I came into the podcast studio to do this episode, Trin was going to post a picture of us on Twitter. And I said, hey, can you crop it this way? I don't like how my stomach looks. (laughs) And it was no big deal. Yeah. And Trin was like, Yep, got you, for sure. Yeah. And that was the end of the transaction. Like, if Jen had a picture of me that was in such a way that... So I hate my chin. Oh, I love your chin. Thank you. I hate it. <laughs> and that's fine. Neither of us are wrong. Oh, right, right. Yeah, because that's the thing. Everybody's got an opinion. Every single person. So if you please your designer friend, that doesn't mean that you objectively now have the best look going on. Trin and I are surrounded by designers all day long. I would say it's the number one profession in our office, right? Yeah, it is. And I've never been approached to be like, you're looking strange. Some of the best designers in Chicago live live in our office. Yeah. It feels like we all live in the <laughs> office, but no, they work here. And they don't comment on appearances. Yeah, your friend's being a real twerp here. <laughs> like... I- Again, it, it's all opinion. If you look at any two red carpet best dressed lists, there will be deviation. Look at the best and the worst dress list. It's all opinion. It is absolutely all opinion. And those are professionals that what they do is they, they look at dresses and they rank these things. Sometimes they'll bring in clothing designers to do this. And again, it, it, it's opinion. So the key is, are you pleasing yourself? I, I know that's super cheesy, but if you like your look personally, you will feel happier. You know what else, Trin? It's not just opinion. It's also capitalism. Oh, my God. It is so capitalism. What is capitalism telling you to feel today? What is capitalism telling you that you can buy and then feel perfect and look great? Yes. What is the problem capitalism is telling you have? And what are they telling you how to fix it? Like, what purchase do you need to make to fix A, B, C, and D about you? That's what you're being told all day long. Man, Jen, that this is really hitting home for me, that comment. Because I remember one time I was in Walgreens, like, picking up, like, toilet paper or something. And so I walk by the, like, cosmetics area. And I was like, you know, I'm here. Like, what else do I need? Like, mm, what's wrong with me that I need to fix? Like, very seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what improvements? I'm standing in the aisle. What improvements do I need to make to myself? Right. Man, that sucks. It's a bummer. All right, we have an- yet another disclaimer. It is cool to like makeup. Oh my God, it is so okay. It is so fine to be in that aisle and enjoy yourself. Absolutely. But if you're sitting there being like, you know, there's probably something I can buy to fix this and you're gesturing to your entire face, (laughs) (laughs) then that's not great. That's a bummer. I mean, and all of this is essentially to say, one, that your friend's opinion isn't the opinion of God and it's not the opinion of you. As much as you may appreciate and value their expertise and advice, 
adhering to their standards and making your look to make them happy isn't going to make you happy and it's not going to be objectively the best look for you. I think it's going to start to really bum you out if you change your look for this one person. I agree. I think it'll start to weigh on you and make you feel bad about yourself. And I don't want that friend to pop in your head every morning when you're like looking in the mirror and getting ready. That is not friendship. So the other thing is that this person says, I feel like I'm more of a project to her than a friend. Youch. That literally means that you feel like an object to her. Like you feel that she is taking you apart and putting you back together like a diorama or something for her seventh grade history class. Yeah. When when I read the word project, I thought of, of course, Project Runway or as Max calls it, top dress. (laughs) And the moment, again, where Tim Gunn comes in and talks to the designer and they turn and they look at like the, the mannequin form thing they have where the like the fabric is being laid out. But instead of that, it's you. Right. Do you want you don't want to be that you can't. Oh, it's a form of objectification. Exactly. And I know that you said her, so your friend is is a woman, and you might not think that that's something that comes from women, but it's something that's internalized. Uh, it's an internalized misogyny to look at yourself in the mirror and think of yourself as an object to be fixed. And that is what you are both seeing you as. So you asked, how can I make this situation more comfortable? And the way is to feel good about yourself without her opinion and to tell her, the next time she says something, I swear to God, you really just have to tell her to stop. Yeah, I think in the moment. In the moment shouldn't be too hard because it sounds like this happens a lot. So, so what are ways that we can, and, and I want to say the Jen and I are coming down in a hard line here that she needs to stop. Even though you find her, her guidance helpful, it should be you asking questions and not her picking you apart. So turn it back into a conversation between friends rather than a project. Um, so if I were to say, I'm trying to like make something up about Jen. Man, the only thing Trin ever says about my appearance is if it's to compliment it or give me extremely consent advice. Like, hey, you're, you're, I can't even think of the Your fly is down. In which case <laughs> I say, I don't care. <laughs> it's decoration. Yeah, it's meant to be that way. Um, I'm g- Okay. So if I were like, Jen, I feel like your nails are way too blingin' today. Which is something that I would never say. You would say never say, and I would say, do you have a fever? Did right. you get a lobotomy? Because <laughs> her nails are either bare or, bl- or black. Yep. And, I, and then Jen would respond, I like them. <laughs> <laughs> no, what would I say? I would say, well, I really like that they bling. I don't know. I don't even know how to answer that. I would be so shocked in the moment. I know. Well, okay, well we have to pretend that we're in the situation where you have all the power. <sighs> yeah. I've never had that, Jen. <laughs> I know. We have to go into this weird reality where Trin is insulting my appearance. And I, I admit, even with all my acting experience, I'm having a hard time getting into it. Man, it's so hard to think of something to say that isn't like, I didn't ask for your fucking opinion. Yeah. Like, how do you make it a nice conversation? So let me, I'm going to talk to myself. Okay. Hey, Trin, your cuticles look really shoddy today. You might want to work that out. And I'll be like... You know, you, I know you give me advice about this stuff all the time, and I appreciate it because I've asked for it in the past. Uh, but to be honest, it's getting to the point where I'm feeling a little insecure. Like, you're looking for problems, at, like, now. And, I, and I, again, I know that I'm the one who asked for this. But in the future, let's just not do that anymore. Like, I, I'm going to come to you for advice uh, if I ever need anything. But for now, I'm cool with my shitty cuticles. Trin, that was so good. I just need to talk to myself. Yeah, this should be a one woman podcast. No, never, <laughs> never. I am in awe right now. That was her first take, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and non-binary folks in the audience. 
That was so good. Holy shit. Thank you. All right, I'm never doing an improv scene with you again. No. You got it under control. No, no. but seriously, that was great. So I think that starting from a place of, I know you're trying to help. I know that I asked for your help. I'm not mad, but I want to set an expectation for how things go in the future. Yeah, this is the change I'm establishing it. And I know we said, just in the previous question, we said that establishing changes is hard when you, when you have a relationship that's already based on this one thing. You're giving your friend the opportunity to fix it instead of just walking away, which is maybe what I would do. Right. No. So, like, yeah. this is a courtesy that you can grant your friend, and they, they, I really hope they step up because you're giving them the chance to. Right. And it's up to you how many chances you want to give them. Because, again, as Jen said, this is hard. This is learned behavior that they have. And they could have learned it from someplace else. Maybe, like, their mom was really... Um, had a lot of ownership over their looks and their youth. And like, this is a part of the way that they were brought up. And that would be a bad thing, but it's not something that you need to forgive them for. Right. If you want to give them chances after this, that's fine. However, you set the way that you want the rest of your friendship to go. The end. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I mean, you, it's up to you to how stern you want to be about this, but I would say make no apologies. So like, if they say it again, like, Trin, you have so many flyaways. Have you been blow drying your hair on high heat? You should really use the cool switch. And then I would be like, you know, if, I, if we were having a conversation about my hair, then that comment would have been warranted. But to hear it out of context really sucks. And I feel like I'm being critiqued all the time and I feel somewhat objectified by you. So you got to be a little stronger in the next conversation. Absolutely. Uh, and then and, and say, I'm really putting my foot down here. If you critique my parents again without me asking like that's going to be really hard on us and I can't tell you that I'm going to want to hang out with you in the future oh, so good Trin and you know your explanation was so good because it set the context for when this is okay and when it is not okay here is a specific set date and time of when it is okay to talk about this but otherwise no not so much right and again I think a lot of people listening to this will be like I would just tell them to fuck right off absolutely that's a thing you can do we will never give you advice to be polite when you don't want to be polite. It just seems that like this person wants to be polite. Yeah, I th- it seems like they established that this was okay at one point, but now it is no longer okay. And man, I, you know what? I, I hope that they respond positively. Because there is a chance that they're just going to say, I'm a designer. I can't see anything but the best beautiful things. Or I want to <laughs> surround myself with only the most beautiful things. <laughs> You know? I've never heard that voice. I love it. <laughs> then fuck that person. <laughs> Absolutely. This could totally turn into a fuck off situation. Right. But we want to give you all the options that are on the table before you pick up the <laughs> before you pick up the hammer that says fuck off. Yeah, you don't need to go from zero to fuck off. Yeah. Like, there's many shades yeah. of gray in between. Yeah. Um, and all in all, I really want to say to this person, like, it can get better. Like, we have all hated ourselves at one point or the other. Some people more than others. Um, what I did was start getting tattoos because there is no better way to exercise control over your own body and see something that you did to yourself on purpose and that you love than, and saying, this is mine, damn it, than changing something about yourself on purpose. Man, I love my tattoos. I also started dyeing my hair red again. Yep. Love doing that. Um, Trin is currently wearing an internet coven pin uh, that yeah. she made. Uh, and I can't remember the name of the designer. Can you remind me? Uh, Megan Murphy at yeah. Kawhi Not on Twitter, which is the cutest. That is the best name. Isn't it sweet? That's great. So, like, there are things that we do that maybe you can borrow that lift us up 
like I wear comfortable heels because I hate how short I am. And I uh, have started like just lifting weights in my house. I have one 25 pound weight. That's great. Because, and not because I want to get ripped, but because sometimes it feels really good to know what your body can do and think about what your body is capable of rather than what your body could look like. That is totally why I work out. Yeah. And yeah. it's, and that's such a hard thing to internalize and something I've only recently learned, uh, which is like, do I want ripped abs? Like, but what do the ripped abs do for me? Yeah. How did they make me feel? Do they make me feel powerful? Right. And yeah. if they do, then get some ripped abs, man. Man, last night uh, after I got home from work, it was already pretty dark. The dog had a ton of energy. I had like a black coffee like an hour before. So I took her and we just sprinted around the neighborhood. And I'm sure we looked absolutely crazy. But man, it felt so good to like move my body after being at a computer all day. It was also really humbling because, man, my dog kicked my ass. <laughs> well, she's a dog. Yeah, but I know she's got like four legs and I have two. Like I get it. But holy shit. She's like, I was out of breath, like bent over. And she was like, so more you, you done, you weenus. <laughs> so it was like, she's like, she's like hard on me in that so, way. So it was like, so I've only know, I only know of this scene because of Tumblr. But so it was like, she was Captain America and you were Falcon. In that one scene oh, on the track. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, on your left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that scene. Oh. Love it. So I hope that no matter how you work out the situation with your friend, I hope you work out your opinion about yourself because it sounds like you've got a shitty opinion about yourself. And we don't have a shitty opinion about you. Yeah, you seem pretty dope. Like you, you are awesome. a kind and forgiving person to want to get advice on how to mend this relationship rather than saying fuck off, which there's nothing wrong with saying fuck off. But for you to have empathy for their side of this story uh, is, is really good and kind. And uh, again, think about what you can do rather than what you can look like. And what you can do is being be a kind, forgiving, empathetic person. I can tell... I mean, I'm going to editorialize a little bit here, but I can definitely tell by the this question, this person would do very well in a girl gang. Oh, yeah. The girl gang Trin and I are in, you know, we run in several girl gang circles, but the one of I'm course. thinking of right now is when Trin goes, hey, does anyone want to talk about skincare? If so, call on me. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah, we yeah. have people that are like, hey, come to me if you want to talk about this thing. Right. Trin's not like, hey. Let's talk about why your face is so red. No, yeah, no, I, I, um, I've lived inside of a very sensitive, itchy body for three decades, and so there's nothing that I know more about other than skincare. So I'm just like, hey guys, you want to talk about rosacea? Like all up in the house for rosacea. Everybody, raise your hands, wave them high. That sounds like a new podcast. No spinoff. Oh god, that'd be Skincare terrible. Skincare with Trin Care. <laughs> oh, that's so cute, Jen. <laughs> I will never do this podcast, but I, I would consider it just because that name is yeah, really cute. Yeah, it is. I'm really clever. <sighs> you are, Jen. <laughs> Jen. Oh, shucks. We just, so we did very, very fun day last Saturday. And it was very, very fun. It was so fun. We had such a nice time. Everybody was super receptive. Um, we, we were uh, in a, a, a bar type area. Yeah, it was like the venue was super cool. It was, yeah, it was super chill. It was Way cooler than us, I yeah. would say. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. We dressed very cute. We did look adorable. Cool. Yes. Yeah. So we, I, honestly, we probably, uh, you know, tarted up the place. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were decor. As we do. <laughs> As we do. Um, but I want to say there was maybe like 40, 50 people. Yeah. And we were expecting bit. none. We were exa expecting exactly one person, which was our comp ticket, Jen's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I took a picture of him before the show just sitting in the empty audience. And I was like, here we go. <laughs> But here's the thing. I think uh, part of the reason that uh, we filled up 
for our show was well number one because we're great but number two is the the organization behind very very fun day was really good and they yeah. like they like sent people upstairs to our venue and you know what i think we gained some new listeners hi new listeners hey, new listeners if you hear from very very fun day thank you for joining us um this is pretty much what it's like yeah welcome week. to the party <laughs> It doesn't get better from here. It gets better every week. Welcome to the party. Oh, Jen. Um, uh, uh, are we done? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Um, so everybody, put some questions in our ask hole. Our ask hole is at ask.fm slash do friendship. We love getting questions. Questions are great. Send us your questions. If you think that your question is stupid, let me tell you something. It's for sure not stupid. And if it is stupid, then we just won't put it on the air. Yeah, don't worry about that. And also, nobody will know it's you. Yeah, they're all anonymous. Oh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at DoFriendship. And if you want to subscribe to our podcast, we encourage this very strongly. Thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem.